figure, she stops playing with all the other boys. And as she gets ready to squirt and to blast, she'll squeal with pleasure and fluids will spill. As she listens to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast with my dudes Will the Thrill and Joe Static. And now, Will the Thrill and Joe Static and the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And welcome back to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. As you heard from the great Joel Gertner, I'm your host, Will the Thrill. And I am your co-host, Joe Static. Joe Static! Joe just got back from Pandora's box, and he did some juggling with his childhood hero, Doink the Clown, baby. And we're going to get into that real soon. (laughs) You can subscribe to the podcast on all major podcast platforms, including Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, and Spotify. If you listen, please write a review. That helps the podcast out. And guess what? We'll post that review on our social media accounts, Twitter and Instagram at SQD Circle AFP. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at SQD Circle AFP for all the latest wrestling figure photos, giveaways, fig hunts. We post our receivings on there. So check it out. Follow us there. And coming soon, we will be launching our weekly YouTube live streams, the Wrestling Figure Roundtable at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Joe, how's everything going this week? We got a new format. I'm super psyched. What about you? Same here. Well, I'm super amped up. I'm ready to get this new format rolling, man, and uh, get these new segments popping. Yeah, I really think we got some special segments. We're going to get right into it. Really love the collector's corner. You guys are going to be really excited to hear GBM on there. He's our first guest on the collector's corner. So listen to that segment because he's got a special surprise for everybody. So let's get into it. What? 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 Yes, this is what. And what are we going to do here? We are going to ask each other some questions. Some will come out of left field. Others will already be. Look, I'm breaking KV. They'll already be freaking answered. <laughs> no, I, I like the randomness. My, mine are going to be a little more random, I think, than, than yours. But that's how we are. You're a little more random. I'm a little more straightforward. So that works. And I think we're going to have fun with this. So I don't know my question, Joe. And I'm getting a little scared because it could be like, how many times do you wipe your ass when you're sitting <laughs> Why is your shit? Lo- why is your ass loaded with shit an hour an hour later after you wipe? Exactly. So these are important questions that everybody 
needs to know the answers of because I'm Will the Thrill Baby. <laughs> what do you think? Do you want to go first or should I go first? I might I might go first here, Will, and hit you with a little what uh, question of the week for you. And uh, I don't know if you're going to know what's coming here. Well, I don't know what's coming. I'm, I'm really, I don't know. Like I said, you could ask me about wiping my ass. You could, <laughs> it could be about uh, smashing champagne bottles on my wall. I have no fucking idea. Well, hopefully you're ready, man. I'm ready. I'm Are always ready? ready. I'm ready. Here goes. Should Adam Bomb have won the Intercontinental title? Should he have had an IC title run? See? He just stumped me here. I am going to say no. I'm going to say no because during that era, predominantly from 1990 to eh, 93, 94, let's say 94, they were very gimmick heavy in the WWF. I believe that Adam Baum, although he was a very good in-ring wrestler, good worker, really did well with his gimmick. It was very toyetic, very, very just, yes, just he just embodied it. I still believe he came in very flat as a heel. So I don't like him coming in as a heel. I think he fell a little flat there. When he started to embrace the gimmick, started turning into more of a face, getting the crowd behind him, I felt that that kind of changed the way people looked at him and, and, and what who and what he was. But I don't believe he should have been an intercontinental champion because, again, even in that era, you had some of the best intercontinental champions of all time. And I don't think he was up to par with them. Does that make any sense? That makes sense. That's a good point. I was tossing that around, too, because the intercontinental title at that time still had some prominence. But I felt like when he was turning face, he had some momentum. And back then, you know, anything can go, I feel like, sometimes so. To put the strap on him, even for a short-lived period, might not have been, uh, you know, a terrible idea. So I was curious to see what you thought. Yeah, I just again, you look at some of the names. Run down some of the names here from ninety to about ninety-four. You got Perfect, Tornado, Hart, Piper, Hart, Bulldog, Michaels, Razor, Razor, Jarrett, Diesel, Jarrett, ninety-five. The real only gimmicky guy in that mix is the Mountie. Oh, yeah, that's right. But the Mountie literally held it for like two days. So, I mean, it was like it was very short, very short lived his reign. So, again, I don't I don't see him in that mix. I don't think he's on the level of perfect tornado, heart, Piper, Bulldog, Michaels, Razor. So just in my opinion, he shouldn't have won the Intercontinental title. Nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see your thoughts on that, man. So yeah, I get it. I love the Hasbro. We discussed that in a previous episode. Absolutely love that green card Hasbro. Super accurate. Very toyetic. Love the Jack's classic superstar figure of him as well. I had the little football as we discussed when I was a kid. Used to throw that around. Big Adam Bomb Mark, but no title. In my eyes, I like prominence. I like history. I like significance. I don't think putting the title on him does anything for him. Just my opinion. So now I'm going to throw you a question. How was your adventure at Pandora's Box this weekend? Now, I told everyone, I told our listeners that I would attend with you, but something came up and I did not have the time to go up there with you. You met your child 
hood hero, Doink the Clown. You got a little bit of the the big Valboski. And how was your experience? Let me see. Um, how to put this? I'm not a big autograph guy. So throughout the years when there was wrestling signings and such, I was never big into getting the figure signed. You know, Will, I don't think you are that much either. But, you know, DJ and Eric over at Pandora's Box are really cool guys. I kind of wanted to support the shop in a way, too. Meeting Doink, I thought, would be fun. You know, I seen the card cases online and getting those signed with a paint pen with a Hasbro inside looked kind of cool. So I was like, hey, you know what? Doink's a fun character. He's a toyetic character. I wanted to try the whole paint pen card box thing out with my Hasbro. So I'm like, what better time than now? So yeah, man, I got there early. Um, There was a little bit of a line outside. And that's where I started to get a little bit fucking anxiety, man. I was like, ah, should I go home? (laughs) I was like, do I want to stand online and get this autograph and say, what the fuck do I say? You know, that's a really big thing too. I'm like, hey, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's up, man? Um, Yeah, can I get your autograph? You know, that's the whole thing about getting autographs that I'm not into. I'm not actually into meeting the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, hey, I am in the same boat, Joe. I don't want to meet anyone. I really don't. I mean, I'm perfectly content sitting in my home, buying my figs. I don't want to talk to you. I don't want to meet you. I don't care if you're a fucking WWF wrestler. I don't care if you're uh, my next door neighbor. <laughs> no, no I'm, I, I just, I'm sorry. I don't want to go that far. But no, I agree with you. I do want to meet people. Stop. I'm just. I know I'm playing a character here. I do want to meet people, but yes, I just don't know what to say because one, you have a limited time with them Two, Again, there's not much to say. Like if I want to have an in-depth conversation with you, I'd want you on the podcast or I'd want to like talk to you on Instagram or something, you know, a social media platform to get something out of it to have an autograph these days for me. I don't know. It doesn't do anything. When I was younger, absolutely loved it. I loved going to meet Bret Hart. I loved meeting Kevin Nash. I got their autograph. You know, I was like a little kid and it was fun to see like these larger than life characters, people be in their presence. But now as I'm an adult, eh, eh. And not only that, I don't feel that the autograph brings any extra value to the figures. It kind of covers them up. I can't see them as well. Here's a perfect example, Joe. I will end my diatribe on wrestling figure autographs. My Ultimate Warrior. When I sourced my one of 20 Ultimate Warrior from Warrior himself, he asked me, do you want autographs? Do you want eight by tens? Do you want me to sign the figure? And I told him, I was like, well, I don't want it personalized. Maybe one of the eight by tens you can personalize for me, but I don't want the figure personalized. And I don't want you to sign the figure over like your face and stuff, because then I'm not going to be able to see it. So we like went back and forth and I kind of like drew out how I wanted the figure to be signed, what angle and all that jazz, you know, but we had the time to discuss that. But even then I was very hesitant in getting that figure signed. So yeah, I just, that's just an example of like, I'm not into it, you know, like we'll talk about it here a little bit, but I don't think it's not our thing, right? Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, it's just never been my thing. Like I met Bret Hart back in the day, and I thought that was fun because 
you know, Bret Hart's one of my favorites, but yeah, man, I just, you know, I stood on the line. There wasn't that many people. There wasn't that many people there. You know, after the little, you know, little bit of line kind of cleared out, I was able to go in there. And well, to be honest, man, like even though I have my mask on, I met Ray. I said hi to Val, but it's that's kind of weird too. If you have a table of wrestlers, which sometimes they do that, I didn't really want a Val's autograph. So it was just me. It was like quiet in there at this point. And I met Val and I was like, hey, what's up, man? And then I met Doink and I was like, hey, I don't even freaking remember to be honest with you, man. I was like, hey, what's up? I'm like, yeah, I'd like you to sign this card case. And he's like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah, I'll, yeah, okay, I'll sign this. This is for the, I was like, yeah, I'm going to put the Hasbro in here. And he's like, Oh yeah, the Hasbro figure. That's the one. That's the only one. The the series that has hair. I was like, yeah, 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 that one. And then I kind of he signed it to me, and then I kind of talked to him for like a second, and I told him about the you know the the uh, ver- you know the prototype that popped up and how much it sold for. And at that point, you know, well, he kind of just seemed like, oh, I said how much it was. We kind of laughed for a second, but it was kind of like, ah, hey, all right, you weirdo. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I kind of yeah. got that vibe. Well, the point I'm getting to is I showed him the prototype and he's like, oh, oh, cool, dude. And I, he's like, oh, cool, man. Great. Great for you. Kind of like I'm an old weirdo getting his autograph. And when the kids came in, he was super cool with them. Super nice. Same thing with Val. But I don't know if it's the adults or if he thinks I'm a fucking freak or what. But at that point, I felt like a, a weirdo. And he made me feel a little bit like a weirdo. And then at that point, dude, I didn't. Even, I just wanted to get the hell out of there. Like I was like, <laughs> I know. I, there was a couple of figures behind him I wanted to look at. I didn't even want him to see me walking around the store the rest of the time. Uh, <laughs> all right. So for our listeners, just to let them know, like we know the owners of Pandora's Box. I would have to say they're, you know, for me, they're great acquaintances. I hope, you know, that they are, they look at us as friends as well so we hang at yes we will hang around the store we will be like when i go there i'm there for like two hours three hours maybe sometimes two hours i would say just talking figures and looking because they have such an extensive collection of wrestling figures and just regular figures action figures so yeah but that's what i mean like yeah i i pulled up i almost went home i was like i don't want to do this i don't want to get this signed i don't want to be a part of this so I, I told Eric I was there already. So, you know, I'm not going to do that. And, you know, we were talking about some other stuff. You know, I was talking to him. I was talking to DJ. But yeah, man, it's just not, uh, you know, it's just not for me. You know, and you meet the guy, you know, sometimes they say, not saying that he's a hero, but sometimes they're like, you, you, you know, n- never meet your idols. You know what I mean? Or never meet your heroes in person. I'm kind of like that too. Like I just, uh, you know, behind the makeup, he's, you know, he's probably uh, an electrician or something. You know, you know what I mean? He's a fucking baseball coach or something underneath there. Like to me, he's probably like just like ah, this old this old weirdo. You know, this old weirdo wants my autograph, and I'm more here for the kids or the younger people. And I'm showing him a prototype, and he's probably like, "All right, buddy, uh, you're 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 a freak. Get out of here." Yeah, I don't think it's it's necessarily a freak. It's understanding that you're a fan, but again, it's what the hell are you going to talk to him about in like five minutes? Not even. I'm like, you know, so, like I'm like, so when you're fixing a boiler. You're you're a plumber now, so when you're when you're fixing a boiler, um, let's talk about that. Yeah, Val, uh, how many dispensaries do you own right now? What's your what's your new strain that you're concocting in your you know medical marijuana dispensary? You know, again, it's it's just very difficult. We're fans. We're it's completely understanding, Joe. I I don't. 
think you're at all wrong to feel the way you do. It is kind of weird when adults are going to get autographs and everything. And like, you know, it's just something that I understand brings back nostalgia for certain people and the like. And I used to be big into the autograph collecting world, even just in regular sports. I used to do it with my uncle all the time. He was big into football autographs and baseball autographs. And we used to go to conventions and stuff. But it was like, you know, I don't know, sports stars, maybe a little different, maybe not. I don't know. I think it's also who you're going to see. Maybe Doink and Val isn't the best people, you know, to, to go see. Maybe there are some others that would you would be more interacting. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, you know, maybe if it was Bret Hart again, that you would say some other things. I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, like, yeah. But at this point in my life, I'm just not into it. I think for us, we'll, we'll take a pause and we'll come back to it. But hey, if it's your thing, go right ahead. Go do it. And that's all we got to say about that. So as we like to end this segment, are you going to tune in next week? What? 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 Oh, I can feel electricity in the air. Take a look at this piece of work. Will you stop? And welcome to this week's edition of the Gorilla Position. We're back to our normal Gorilla Position this week, Joe. And boy, do we have a topic of discussion for our listeners this week. What's our position on impact wrestling in? Is there enough steam for a wrestling figure line? Wrestling figures, impact wrestling, what are the possibilities and what's our position? Well, Joe, impact wrestling over the course of the past, probably I would say two months or so, coming off their big pay-per-view Slammiversary has been all the talk in the professional wrestling in the professional wrestling world. They picked up some major names, some major superstars, Heath Slater, the Good Brothers, Kurt Hawkins of the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. The list goes on and on. So, do you think it's time for them to start branching out? Maybe do some merchandising. Maybe get a major company to acquire their toy license. I don't know. I think there's some good possibilities here. But I also like the possibilities of allowing their superstars to independently go out on their own and get these kind of toy licensing deals, et cetera, et cetera, as well. So I'm kind of up in the air. You can go both ways, right? You can have an impact theme line from a toy producer, toy manufacturer that has a license in which are probably going to like stranglehold. I don't want to say stranglehold, but you know, contractually obligate these wrestlers from not getting toys produced from other companies, or you can forego that and have these wrestlers go seek independent contracts like in the situation with the Good Brothers and Super 7, and get wrestling figures made of themselves that way. So I don't know. I'm kind of, or or maybe go to FTC, something like that. So I'm kind of up in the air. I, I personally would like a themed line. I think that the figures would sell. I think that we need 
impact wrestling figures to come back in the fold because really it's a continuation of TNA wrestling, right? Yeah, for sure. You know, same here, Will. Uh, um, kind of, you know, I think about it time to time. July, they definitely, with the Slammiversary pay-per-view, you know, they, they, you know, they boosted their roster up a little bit. What I'm thinking, too, with the roster is if they do come out with a wrestling figure line, there's a lot of new wrestling companies, perhaps some we, some we haven't even heard of yet. You know, maybe that could take on the line just to see how it does. But at the same time, I'm thinking if they do come out with a line, a wrestling figure line, I'm thinking maybe do five guys tops because it gives them time to develop more characters, develop more of a roster. If they were to jump in with that, I would say five just to be safe because if they start pumping these guys out, there's not enough star power, I don't think yet. Like there is and there isn't. I feel like they could put out maybe one, two, three sets if they were to come out with their own wrestling figure line. You know, maybe some of the newer guys like Ace Austin. You know, you got Eddie Edwards as the you know former champ there. You know, some of the guys where people might want their figures, especially first time in the line figures, if you can call it that. Motor City Machine Guns are back. You know, you, you got the old guys like you know Van Dam, Dreamer. You can mix those in the in the first couple series. That's how I envision it. A couple guys like Moose. Ethan Page, I, I know, uh, well, Moose got his figure with FTC. Ethan Page, I think, was going to get a figure with FTC. You have Rhino back in the mix. So there's a couple different ways this can go. Same thing with the women, you know, the women champ, you know, Deanna Perrazzo, Jordan Grace. So you could definitely, I think, will bust out a few if they were to sign with Wrestling Figure Company, bust out a few sets. But I think it has to be a slower pace. But I do think there's a market for it, especially if they sign with maybe an up and coming toy company something different maybe a different scale something a little different but nothing rushed because the roster's not that crazy well here's where i i think jacks comes back into the fold i really i don't i don't think that you go with a company that's already holding a major professional wrestling toy license so think about it this way jazzwares aren't going to manufacture these figures mattel are not going to manufacture these figures. Super 7 are not going to manufacture these figures. So right there, you're talking about three big players who really would be left that has the experience of manufacturing, producing wrestling figures in the toy industry. And the only entity that I think if they want a piece of the pie that comes back into it would be Jack Specific. Jack Specific is still around. They never got bought out. They never merged with Jazzwares. That all fell apart. So if they wanted a piece of this pie that's really, I mean, it's demand. The demand is there. doesn't matter what wrestling figures are producing right now. I think the logical company would be Jack Pacific. And don't forget, Jack Pacific was formerly producing the TNA figures of the past and has even some of these skins and body styles for these superstars. You know, it already exists. You talk about Eric Young, they have it. You talk about the Motor City Machine Guns, they have it. Yeah, you talk about Ken Shamrock, they have it. You talk about Rob Van Dam, they have it. You talk about Rhino, I believe they have it. You talk about Suicide, they got it. So, they got a lot already in the repertoire. It's already banked away. So you just have to improve on it. And then, like you said, you have some of the more newer superstars, like an Ace Austin, who is very toyetic. You throw in an Eddie Edwards there. 
big name everybody knows. You have Father James Mitchell. You have guys like Hernandez, Johnny Swinger. So their possibilities are endless. You have Moose, who's imposing. Yeah, Moose would be great, especially with the TNA title there. With the old school TNA title, white belt strap. FTC did Moose, uh, and I wasn't feeling that head. <laughs> I Come was on. not stop, feeling stop, that Stop, stop. We're not going to get on that bandwagon. We're... We're, I just don't even want to talk about it. All right, anymore. I just don't I, don't. I want to cut it out and not talk about it because look, it's just stop. So yeah, that's what I would say. If they wanted to make a strategic business decision, they wanted it. We always talk about getting in on that piece of that wrestling pie, whether it be the bootlegs of the '90s, whether it be during the Attitude Era, whether it be during the Mattel Era, even when. You know, Wicked Cool Toys was playing around and trying to get out rings and all this stuff and and make all these, you know, WWE inspired stuff. Always want to try to stick your feet in the water when it's warm. So, yes, I think it can be done. I'd love to see it happen. I don't think the major players that you're seeing now will be able to pull it off because of the contractual agreements that exist between them and other professional wrestling companies. But in my eyes, I'd love to see Jack Specific produce some more deluxe style figures. They'd probably have to go six inch scale, unfortunately. It's just the way of the beast. I think people would be really annoyed if these didn't fit in with their current collections. But I'd like to see someone give it a go. Yeah. Yes. You know, I'm thinking something different. Maybe, well, you know, a little different. Maybe not six inch. I would love to not have six inch, but you know what will happen, Joe. Everybody said the same thing. Everybody is going to fucking cry like a baby. But it would definitely stand out, especially with all the wrestling figures that are on the market right now. If Impact does something a little different. I, who knows? I, you know, I think it could work. I don't think it's on their radar right now, but it's definitely something fun to think about. Impact Wrestling has a an unlimited amount of money. Okay, so let's just put it that way. They have an unlimited amount of money. It's another pretty much Tony Khan situation with their ownership. They have the ability, if they wanted to, to go out there and to field inquiries from toy manufacturers. And I'm telling you, they should. As we just talked about right here. The roster is bolstered with some of the the old school guys coming from the WWE. I could see them making more signings as we get into more of a sense of normalcy as we get out of this pandemic situation. And I love it. I I, I love the. I mean, look, they even have Rick Swan, Rich Swan. Yeah, they have the North. They have Willie Mack, who's like, I think the modern day, like JYD. The possibilities are endless. The roster's filled. Yeah, I, I, I take another, uh, give me, you know, I take a new Tommy Dreamer, new Van Dam, New Van Dam, new Why Tommy not? Dreamer. Yeah. Well, of course. New I take another Eric Young. Yeah, new Eric Young. Give me a new uh, Rhino. Sure. Yep. You know? Yep. And like you said, we would prefer a different scale, but I know all you out there won't. And I don't understand why. I don't need crossovers. I don't need it. I don't want it. All right? Like, stop with the crossover bullshit. Like, I see these people online that are mixing G.I. Joe's up with Marvel Legends. Fuck that shit. Okay? (laughs) 
This isn't the comic book area of the 90s of uh, uh, Amalagam or whatever the fuck it was called, where DC and Marvel like fused together and they fought each other. I thought we were done with that shit. You know, like, like what is going on in this day and age? Like, are we that discontent with having separate universes? Like, come on now. I guess so. I mean, that G.I. Joe shit just goes to show you, man. G.I. Joe and Marvel. Who who the fuck wants to mix those two? I don't know. I, I just don't know. I think these people just like are new people that grew up in this different age and era. I don't want to mix anything. I want to have my Marvel guys with my Marvel guys. I want to have my fucking Power Rangers with my Power Rangers. I don't want to have my Power Rangers with um Transformers. Yeah, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to mix my Power Rangers with uh, my Marvel Legends, and then I'm going to mix a couple Marvel Legends in with my WWE figures. That should be fun. And then I'm going to throw in a couple Star Wars guys. Yeah, I want to have my clone trooper with the G.I. Joe guy fighting him. I'm like, I think I'm going to put the clone trooper to manage uh, the new Mike Kanellis figure. we're just fucking hating on these people because it's a bunch of bullshit and you you, you know what i want to also get into real quick this toy photography bullshit guess what the majority of you fucking people on instagram right now that are doing all this toy photography fucking suck and i can admit to myself i suck too okay but i don't try (laughs) i'm not trying i'm just taking photos of figures to show people I'm not putting them in winter scenes or fake smoke and all this fucking bullshit that looks terrible when you look at it on your Instagram. So, guys, I don't know what the hell you're looking at, but it looks like shit. Stop. <laughs> I don't know. That's like a new thing now. They're like, I got to set up my custom arena. I got to set up uh, WrestleMania XYZ, and then I'm going to reenact the matches with the figures and take pictures of it. <sighs> if I started doing that, I'd be on the street right now. If I set up a spot and started taking professional photography pictures of my wrestling figure, <laughs> I'd be I'd be out of here so quick that I wouldn't even know what hit me. I'd I'd be paying child support the next day. <laughs> All right, Joe, we went off on a tangent there, but that's our position this week. Holy shit, we gave you three positions. Number one, we absolutely love the idea of Impact Wrestling having a wrestling figure line. We think that the roster supports it. We think that people would demand these figures because the product has got a lot more visibility on television. They're doing well with their professional wrestling storylines. We absolutely love what they're doing right now, professional wrestling wise. And then three, we really think that they have the money to back this sort of a venture. So it's just finding that company that's a good fit. And we think that Jack Specific would be great, especially if they wanted to grab a little bit of that wrestling figure toy market share. So that's our first position. Our second position on this week's Gorilla position is fuck toy photography. And then our third position is fuck crossovers so <laughs> dude just a quick shout out man because i know he follows us nate at ring skirts on twitter i do like his photography i'll throw his name out there because i know um i like a bunch of stuff on our twitter page that he does and you know he follows our page so real quick i just want to say that i do like his other than that uh i don't know man i'm not, I'm not feeling the other ones yeah look there are some great figure photographers out there his stuff i enjoy and i know his name's out there too a little bit and 
People enjoy his photography for a reason. That's why people know who he is. Quick, you know, side note, I do like his stuff. But other than that, I, the other ones, I'm like, ah, it's just a little too much for me. A little too much. I do like this one dude as well, and I'm going to shout him out. Just so you don't think we're like bashing everyone, we're just bashing the bad ones. But this guy, Squared Circle Photography, does a pretty good job too. Oh, yeah. I've, really I've, like I've squared- seen that one. I think I've run over that page too. Yeah. Really good stuff. He does old school stuff. The 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 lighting's great. Again, the uh, the setups are a little weird. I I don't get it, but again, it's not my thing. But the lighting looks great. He's no he knows what he's doing. I, I let's just put it to you that way. So that's it. And tune in next week for another edition of the Gorilla Position. <laughs> And welcome to this week's Oh My God Figure of the Week 2020. Oh, rush. I love Hawk of Demolition. I can't do Hawk. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a disgrace. Oh, what a rush. You do it a lot better, Static. I'm showing so up to the week, ring drunk. I love Oh My God figures of the week. And we are changing it up for the remaining part of 2020. We're going to be focused on modern figures that were released in 2020 as Oh My God figures of the week. And then this will lead up to our top 10 Oh My God figures of 2020. I'm I'm amped up about that, actually. I can't wait to hit the New Year's. We might be popping open a couple more bottles of the bubbly. Fuck, we, we, oh. might, we, we, we might have to do an episode live, man. Do it together. Pop some yeah. bubbly. I'll bust yeah, we're gonna bottle do on a, your wall. We're going to do a YouTube live stream. Joe's going to come over a here. Happy New we're going to have the Christmas tree up. He's going to bust the bottle of the champagne of the bubbly on my wall. I'm going to fucking record him spackling that son of a bitch. <laughs> and then we'll post it on Instagram and Twitter for all you guys to see the shit that goes down here at the Squared Circle we'll Action Figure Podcast. We'll do a little pit. Uh, we'll do the pit list in your living room. Get get, get a little smoke going. A no, smoke going. we got the fire pit outside. We're going to get the pit list going on. It's going to be a bubbly filled event. For the, oh my God, figures of 2020, top 10 of 2020. And this week, Joe, you know I hate him. You know I don't want to see him. And you know I don't want him to be any part of my collection. But this fucking figure is amazing. We got the Ultimate Edition Series 5, John Cena. <laughs> Oh, God, Joe. So, for our listeners, John Cena is the person that I despise in professional wrestling that made me not want to watch professional wrestling for a good 10 years, basically, and who I don't care for at all in any way, shape, or form, acting, professional wrestling as a person, et cetera, et cetera. But this figure is on Fire, baby! 
<laughs> Dude, looking at this figure, well, I don't have it yet, but I plan on getting it, adding it to the collection, man. And this definitely is an oh my god figure of the week. This John Cena figure is awesome, man. You know, just looking at it, we're going to break it down. It's just a fantastic, I know I say fantastic a lot, but it's a fantastic version of Cena. I think the Ultimate Edition was perfect because he has so many figures that you're just like, oh God, oh, here's another one. But to throw him in the Ultimate Edition line and quite possibly it being the best John Cena figure brings his figures back, you know, and you know what I mean? Like, it's like, all right, John Cena has another figure with the Ultimate Edition, but this one definitely sets itself apart. I agree, Joe. This John Cena figure I just got, and I want to give a shout out because we're fair here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. I got a really great deal for this John Cena figure, $39.99. I think it was a little less. I think when I bought it, it was like $34.99. Wrestling Figure Shop, wrestlingfigureshop.com, all one word. So they were very prompt in the turnaround time from fulfillment to delivery. I got my figure within about three days. I think they're down in Texas. It came in pristine condition, perfectly wrapped in bubble wrap. So I was very, very happy with the whole the whole execution of everything. Got my figure really fast. And compared to cost plus shipping, et cetera, et cetera, it was definitely the cheapest option out there. So go check them out, listeners. Again, that's wrestlingfigureshop.com. And they are also on Instagram at WWE Figure Shop. That's at WWE Figure Shop, all one word on Instagram. So yeah, Joe, I love this figure, getting into the figure a little bit. I don't even really know what era this John Cena is from. You may have to get into it a little bit more with our listeners about that. Because again, I think this is a more recent John Cena but I'm not sure because I don't like John Cena. As I previously said, the figure is fire though. The body sculpt is amazing. I absolutely love the jorts they gave him. They look great. Everything's in proportion. He comes with a chain necklace. The face scans are incredible too. This is the first time I feel that they've nailed all three head scans for the figure. Even the shouting one I really like. Comes with a hat. He comes with a soft, good hustle, loyalty, respect shirt with the cage in the background. And then he comes with a bunch of hands, which I don't give a shit about. And that spinner title really quick. I just want to mention the least thing I like about this figure is that spinner title. I just don't think it has enough pop to it. The color, like the dub, the logo is just not there. I do wish that it would spin as well, especially for an ultimate editions figure. But that doesn't ruin the entire figure for me. It's just a little nitpick that I have that I wanted to mention to you all. Not the best version of the spinner title, but I think this figure is great. Yeah, same here, Will. I think this is a great version of John Cena. I like the fact that they chose that type of like, I know he wears jean shorts a lot, but these below the knee look very cool. And... I like that they chose like the black sneakers, the black high tops with this. I think that was a really good choice for the figure as well as, you know, the jean shorts. You see the little bit of the boxers. I know that sounds corny, but it adds to the figure above the shorts. You got the wristbands, the armband, the chains. 
I want to say, well, honestly, I don't know, man, because John Cena was a champion for so long, 16-time champ. I've tried to remember the era, or I try to remember the years by the colors, because he changes his he changes his color pattern a lot. And I'm trying to remember the black hustle, loyalty, respect thing, and the belt when it was this version. I want to say, I, dude, honestly, I can't even guess. I'm somewhere in like 2012, 2010. Maybe even 2008, nine somewhere in there. I'm not really sure. That's a good question for Steve Ozer, if he's ever on again, answering questions, what era this is from. Because John Cena can get a little tricky, man. Besides his color changes, which he, you know, always has in sync with himself, he kind of looks the same. The jean shorts, you know, sometimes will change to black, vice versa. But to pick what year this is from, I'm really not sure, man. It's really puzzling. They have something on here about... The Chain Gang. If you didn't know, listeners, what Mattel likes to do with the Ultimate Editions line is they usually like to release a modern figure and then a flashback or a legend. This is actually the legend and flashback of the series. The Becky Lynch is its counterpart. That's the modern figure. They're saying that this is part of the Chain Gang I guess when he was rapping or something. Oh, this has got to be when he won the title then. This has got to be like 05, 06, somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah, see, I I wouldn't even know that. So it probably is one of his first runs. We'll get confirmation on that. We'll let you all know what exactly this is. But regardless of the era, just a great figure. Again, like we said, the portions are correct. The details are great. You have even, again, I don't like interchangeable hands, but you have the you can't see me hands. This is why we love this figure. Joe, As Joe said, love the black high top sneakers. Can't say enough good things about it. And previous to this, really, the only other John Cena that caught my attention was the Defining Moments one, the first one that was released. Yeah, well, there's a couple John Cena figures I like before this one. Yeah, the Defining Moments ones definitely stand out. I do enjoy those uh, versions of Cena. And there was one going back recently I picked up. I think it was, yes, Elite 76. I actually like that Cena too, man, to be honest. That Elite 76 version of Cena, I enjoy. But the Defining Moments definitely are runners up. But dude, I got to say... I get a great feeling with this figure. I like the Ultimate Edition style. And now that you said that, I think this is like the birth of the Cena when he wins the, when he wins the title and he changes the belt to the spinner belt. I think this is it. But besides that, dude, this is a great figure. Ultimate Edition fits it perfectly. And like I mentioned before, and I think we agreed too, this might be the best version of John Cena in figure form. Yeah, it has to be the best John Cena in figure form that has ever been created. Really got to get this figure. Even if you don't want it part of your collection, I have to add this in. I have to. Hold on to it. As I mentioned on Instagram, I'm going to hold on to it. I think you got at least triple your value probably within five years, if not sooner. Maybe even goes up even more than that eventually. That Defining Moments figure, I guess that's from this word life or whatever, Defining Moments figure, I think I believe this is 2003. That Defining Moments figure, that's going for like 150, 200 bucks now. I mean, it, it's really up there. It's pretty pricey. I think this is going to surpass it. It's that much better. So these are all the reasons why we feel that this Ultimate Edition Series 5 John Cena figure is an oh my god figure of the week 
And welcome, everybody, to The Missing Link. This is our second new segment on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. So get your picks ready. This is our segment where we're going to be doing some wrestling figure fantasy booking. So this is going to be fun, Joe. And we agreed that we won't mention that blonde-haired beauty from the North. I'm not even going to say his name because you're, you're getting sick to your stomach. But what we will do is we will throw out some names of figures that we would like to see made every week and discuss the possibilities, should they be made or shouldn't they? So we'll each have a pick and we'll go from there. So Joe, do you want to start off this week or do you want me? Because I got a doozy for you. I could start. Something I've wanted for a long time. Perfect to uh, debut on this segment. Are you, are you ready? I'm ready, baby. I am ready. It's not the missing link, is it? <laughs> no, I, I, it's... It, you, you talk about, <laughs> he, goes, he goes with the Magnum TA and the fucking Isaac. Oh, Anthony. Jesus, God. <laughs> something I want, something we have pieces of, but we don't have the complete picture. Well, I need Doom. WCW, two-pack, Doom, Butch Reed, Ron Simmons, WCW tag titles. Give me two heads with the masks, and I need the D on the boots. Doom, two-pack. WCW, that's my pick for this week. I love that pick. I think it's a logical pick. Let me ask you this question. If we got Doom, couldn't you technically do a two-in-one? Yeah. I mean, think yeah, about it, right? Could. Throw the Ron Simmons head on there, because they basically wore the same thing. Yeah, they did. So throw the Ron Simmons head on there, put the Butch Reed in the package, and... Look, for people that want a Ron Simmons figure in that attire, they'll get the Ron Simmons. If you want to complete the set, you get two of the Ron Simmons. That that could work. That could work. Right? So I'm thinking from a business perspective, if these guys are signed and they are able to be produced by Mattel under WWE Legends deal, a little obscure for the choice, obviously, Doom is not the most notable tag team. But I'm thinking from a business perspective, we want them. I want them. Ron Simmons, big name, do a two and one. That could that could definitely work. I like the whole idea with the uh, you know the tag titles. Maybe do the masks on the faces. I think that would be cool, man. A nice throwback. Yeah, I, I don't think we would get the masks, no. you know. But no, no, I don't think they would go that far because that's really during their introduction. The masks were, from what I remember, yeah. right? Yeah, the masks were were way way early. Yeah. I don't think we get the mass. I think the title's a possibility. But again, it's a way where you do a two-in-one, you slip one title in the package, and then again, to complete it, you need to buy two. Short-packed, similar to the similar to the Edge heads. Yeah, like a two, yeah, you have Butch Reed or, yeah, the Ron Simmons figure, you have a Butch Reed head or, you know, I think that would work because, yeah, they wore the same gear, the black, black, you know, with the D on the boots. Pretty similar build in, in the body type, right? Pretty similar. I'd say I, I know Simmons, his physique's a, a little bigger than uh, Reed was. He's more of, more of a powerhouse, I think, than Reed. But yeah, very similar. So I like it. I love the pick. I'm not going to get on you with that pick. I don't know the status of a Butch Reed Legends deal, 
So I, I, you know, again, I wouldn't know whether or not they could do a doom, but we know Ron Simmons is there because he just had a great figure made a year or two ago with the WCW world heavyweight title. Yeah. So yep. again, you know, that was that whole, it was the, it was the uh, hall of champions, hall of champions. Yes. So are you ready for my pick on the missing link? Let's go. This is going to be an easy one. So you're thinking two pack. I'm thinking two pack, but in a way different area. And I think it's a possibility and it's a puzzle piece that we need in our collections because we got already three parts of the puzzle. Now we need the other two. I want the mega powers. I want them. I want them. I want them. I don't know why we don't have them yet. Hogan's back. Macho's there. We need the mega powers. Why Mattel have you not released the mega powers? That would be nice to add to the collection, complete the puzzle, fill out the mega powers. Dude, I think that's a great pick, man. I've been preaching for it. I've been wanting it. I don't know if anybody out there is listening other than your aunt and your two sisters and your mom. But if you are listening, I, my I want the mega. Uncle Steve, I want the mega powers. That is a great pick. I feel like with all the renditions of Macho, we need that. We need that Mega Powers. We need it. The Mega Powers were very popular. Two of the biggest stars of all time. We have the Miss Elizabeth. It's it's a little mind-boggling why we haven't had that you know picture completed yet. Well, I understand we didn't have it because the Hogan Legends deal and contract status. I get it. Okay, so they're a little behind in that respect. Do you think we get it? SummerSlam Series 2021? Possibility. Definitely a possibility. Right? That would be the logical decision to put that in there. SummerSlam Series 2021. Maybe we get a Toy Fair announcement of it? Prototype images? I don't know. I'm crossing my fingers. Steve, Bill, guys at Mattel. We need the Mega Powers. This is... I mean, I know this is a fantasy pick segment, but I'm having fantasies of the mega powers in my collection. Like I'm I'm having them dreams, fantasies, and I can see them almost coming to fruition. I want a baby and I don't want you to cheap out on them. I want Macho with the mega powers robe. I want Hogan complete with the headband and the Hulk shirt. I want them complete, decked out. You cannot cheap out on this one. You need the whole package, man. If you're going to do the Mega Powers finally, you know, you need to complete that picture, make sure everything's correct. I think they can knock it out of the park if they tried. They need to put the budget towards those two figures because they can do it. The figures will sell. There's no question in my mind, business-wise, that the figures will sell. We have the Liz. We have the Mega Bucks. We need the Mega powers great pick man i'm down with that that could definitely happen over doom but doom would be fun yeah doom would be super fun i am not getting down on doom at all i think it's realistic it needs to be executed properly and we just provided mattel with a great plan for that figure if it were ever to have two and one why not right and if you wanted to make it an exclusive make it an exclusive you know i again i think that in our collections we need it Going back to WCW, we need it. Prominent tag team. And let's just put it this way. Two of the most prominent 
African-American professional wrestlers to ever grace the squared circle. Oh, without a doubt. You got to have it. It's got to be done one of these days, especially if Butch is ever signed to a WWE Legends deal. So we hope, listeners, that you enjoyed this segment. What are your missing links? What are your fantasy picks? Let us know on our Instagram and Twitter pages, and maybe we'll discuss them on this segment. I think that could be fun too, Joe. Yeah. This thing will grow. Throw it out there. Maybe we'll create some polls of some of your missing links in your collection. So check back next week when we find the missing link. Welcome, everybody, to the Collector's Corner. This is our debut of the Collector's Corner here on the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And today, Joe, as promised, no GBM report, but we got the man, the myth, the legend here, good brother Mike, and we're going to be sitting down into the corner, into the wrestling ring corner, and we're going to be talking some figs. Sounds good, man. Finally get GBM on the show. Uh, This is our debut new segment for the uh, remainder of the year, Collector's Corner. And we have the great, good brother, Mike, on the show, man. So it's great to have you, Mike. What's going on, fellas? It's nice to actually be on and be able to talk to you guys. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we are excited uh, to have you on, GBM. First, again, as Joe said, we want to thank you for coming on the Collector's Corner And not only that, we want to thank you for your GBM reports. We really think that it's helped our listeners out, find some things via BrickSeek, get up early, know those codes. The early hunter gets the figs. So I've followed followed those rules. Joe's followed them as well, but I think he he retired a little bit from the getting up early factor. Yeah, I have to I have to be at work so freaking early. I I can't even do it if I wanted to. Yeah, I know. And prior to this, he had an AEW story that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh a, a fucking mess, honestly, but uh yeah, anyway. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show, Mike. Uh good to uh pick your brain a little bit with the collecting here and uh yeah, man. It's going to be fun. I'm ready. Let's do it. Cool. GBM so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. How did you get into collecting? What do you currently collect? I mean, are you all over the place or are you just focused on wrestling figs? And yeah, really what inspired you to get into wrestling figure collecting? Well, I didn't get into it as early as a lot of people. A lot of people's stories, they say they got into it around four or five, six years old. I was a late bloomer, as you would say. I think I got into it around 13 years old, flipping through the TV, kind of, oh, what's this? You got The Rock, Stone Cold, all that. Those guys were larger than life. I mean, they catch your attention and kind of drew me in. I'd watch more and more. Then I got interested, you know, see a figure in the store. I'm, oh, would I be able to get that? It was up to my parents if they had extra money or if I had allowance or something. But once I got myself a job and I was able to spend my own money, then I was at the store all the time, like, oh, I got to get this figure. I want to get this figure. I got to get this figure. And it just kind of blossomed from there and been out of control 
not too much. I mean, I got out of the game for a little bit, but I'd say three years ago, maybe I got back in heavy and now it's just off the wall. <laughs> so you started collecting around what, uh, the Attitude Era, I guess you, you were saying Rock, Stone Cold, like that kind of 97, 98. Yeah, I think. Well, I was like 13. It might have been a little earlier than that, but. 96 probably. Or, yeah. Okay. But yeah, like those guys, I mean, they just suck you in. Yeah. Especially um, around that era when Jax picked the lineup. I mean, there were so many figures. I mean, it's a perfect time, you know, to jump into collecting wrestling figures around that time. Really quick, GBM. Yeah, I, th- I think so, Joe. Uh, the BCAs are huge. You know, you had the Titantron lives. I think it's a really uh, good era to get in. Like you said, there's just a, there's a large selection of different wrestling figures to collect. Toy Biz, ECW. I mean, it's it's endless. Even if you go back, I think we look at this as the golden era of collecting currently because we have so much coming out. But even during that 96 to 2000 period, a lot of figs coming out, man. Yeah, yeah. They were, they were pumping them out. I mean, you go to the store, there's so many different ones to choose from. And back then, too, the prices, you know, were a little lower. So you can grab a couple pending, you know, like Mike said, allowance or, you know, your parents were, were, were feeling uh, were feeling it that day and they wanted to get you a bunch. You know, my mom was always great with that. I was fortunate enough, you know, I'm like, mom, I need these guys and these. I need this one too. So she, uh, back then, she still does it now, actually, as crazy as that, as crazy as that is, but uh, it's not as crazy as it was back then. Yeah. GBM, what did you collect in that 96 to kind of 2000 era? I know, again, we like we said, Toy Biz, BCAs, I know you said you were watching a lot of the the Attitude Era and the WWF, but what did you collect? Oh, uh, I was mainly WWE guy. I, you, got, you mentioned the Titan Tron. I remember having that. I had a ring that I'd set up on my dresser. Got some accessories, ladders, put figures up on there. I had a whole kind of setup scenario, more of like nice. a display. But I also had figures that I kept on card, and I collected just up until about the time Mattel took over. I think I got out of the game like just as they were taken over. So I missed all the early Mattels. But yeah, a bunch of the Titan Tron stuff. You know, it was fun to walk the guys through and have their music hit. That was like a game changer back then. Yeah, with that real scan technology, I mean, that was very innovative game changer for action figures in general. So that's what really appealed for those TTLs. I mean, I think they're god-awful other than the heads, but that is a time or period in collecting where I wasn't collecting. So if you look at 2001 to basically classic superstars, I didn't collect anything. I took a break. I was in college. I was spending my money on like women, beer, and drugs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that that's kind of where yeah, yeah. my money was going towards, you know? Yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. Like how much can I spend at the bar tonight? Mike, oh, were yeah. you big into uh, the Jack's Classic line? Did you like those guys? I'm sure you did, but... Were you big on collecting all the classics? I actually didn't have any Jax classics. Mm. I didn't know about them really until I got back into collecting. Like oh, I wow. I got okay. out probably around 99, 2000. I had a ton of figures at that time, too, and got into a relationship, you know, moved out of my parents' house. So it was like time to be an adult, bills, all that stuff. So I actually sold off probably a good chunk of my collection, kept the stuff that really like meant something to me, like my Stone Cold or Rock, set of parties lita because oh my god lita she was it for me back then and still is <laughs> my all-time favorite but you know i kept a handful that i really liked and looking back now i wish i had kept that because i'd have a major collection right now i probably had a good four or five hundred figures back then oh my god 
Okay. Yeah, yeah, I know. I feel like a lot of us go through that too, Mike. Like, uh, you know, you hit a point sometimes where you're like, you know what, I've got to sell all this stuff off. Sometimes me and Will talk about that. I know he sold off most of his Jack's classics, you know, back then, you know, sometimes you got to, you got to do those things, but yeah, yeah, we've all been there, man. So yeah, it's like these life situations, GBM, get a girlfriend, go through a move. Maybe you run into some financial difficulty along the way and you kind of got to purge. I did it with the classic superstars. I had every single classic superstar ever produced all mint in box, mint on card, hashtag mint on card for life. And I had to just sell everything. I even sold my 1 in 20 Warrior, which was a really prized piece. And I was fortunate enough about a year and a half ago to get that same figure back. Uh, So I was very lucky. But other than that, you know, a couple Litas and some of the things like what were some of your prized pieces in your collection then? And if you don't currently have them now, would you ever seek them out? Or have you kind of moved on from that era and you're just now focused on like modern collecting? Yeah, I didn't have nothing really special back then, as in like value wise or anything. It was just some of the first figures that I was able to buy on my own or my favorite superstars like Lita, Hardys, Austin, Rock. You know, I kept ones that I really liked that were kind of sentimental, not more of a value, let's say. But yeah, I'd I think pretty much I have everything I had back then that I wanted now. Anything new since probably late 2016 that I've been able to get my hands on till now, I have pretty much got them. Nice. Nice. So Mike, when you get new elites and you, you know, you're on the road and you're picking up all these figures, do you keep them in box? Are you uh, an MLC collector? Are you a loose collector? Are you both? Uh, a little bit of both. I try not to open stuff. I'm pretty much MOC, but... I'll go online, eBay, Mercari, whatever, and pick up like a lot of figures that are loose. If there's, you know, one or two in there that I really want, because I have a decent size loose collection also, pick and choose which ones I want, and then I'll throw the rest back online and get rid of them. I have a decent size collection either way. I got a bunch of my, a lot of loose figures, so it's a half and half mix. Totally. Going, going back to what you were saying, too, you getting in a little later, you know, teenager, 13 years old, somewhere around that that age, you know, teenage years, getting in then and actually displaying your stuff instead of playing with it. Like everybody says they've been collecting since like 89 when they're like two years old or some shit, right? But let's be realistic. (laughs) When I had my Hasbros, I fucking played with them. Play, 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 play all day long. It wasn't until I got into my teenage years, you know, 10 years, 11, 12 years old, 13 years old, where I actually started collecting and, you know, wanted to display these things and and preserve them. So that's kind of like, you know, everybody says that, but in reality, it doesn't happen until a little later. So that's cool. Do you ever think you would go back and get some Hasbros and stuff or not really? It just doesn't resonate with you. I actually have a decent sized Hasbro collection. Oh, that's cool. I've gone back. I've gone back and picked them up. Yeah, I have a nice uh, glass display case you would see like in a jewelry store, kind of. And I have a bunch of Hasbros in there and retros. So I got into the retros when they were around. But I have every Hasbro except the Malloways, all the green cards. I need all those but Borga. And then the Black Pants, Shawn Michaels. Those are the only ones that I don't have. Oh, wow. That's awesome. They've always made for great display pieces too, especially when you have like a decent sized collection of them. I feel like they always, for the Hasbros, I feel like sometimes loose, they look a little better than they do on card. So that's, that's awesome, especially if you have them in like a glass display. I think for that 
era detail on those is really good. Mike, what, as far as 2020 goes, what's your favorite figure that was released this year? Like top two. Oh, geez. I, I don't even know where, what set did we start with this year? So this is what I usually do. I know people have this whole, oh, if it hits retail in 2019, it's technically 2019, blah, 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 blah. That's bullshit. All right. So Mattel plans their year out. And regardless of when the new packaging design hits, it's a 2020 figure. You know, so it's a scheduled release on a fiscal year from January to December from Mattel. At least this is the way I look at it. So I believe that wave with the man Becky Lynch, I think that was the one that came out in December of 2019 that I consider a 2020 release. So 72 was like the beginning of 2012. So then, yeah, it must have been 72 then. Yeah, with uh, Buddy Murphy and Roderick Strong, all those guys. Yeah, that was the lead 72. Yeah, that Becky was a big improvement from a lot of her prior figures. So I was happy with that one because I'm a big Becky Lynch fan. Yeah, the Buddy Murphy was hard to find. I actually just got that recently from that set. I like that figure. Yeah, and any uh, any figures that like come to your mind as soon as you think 2020? Like, What's the first figure that pops into your head? I think the exclusives, like they've pretty much did a good job with all of those. And I've been lucky enough to get my hands on every one of them. The only one I never saw in the store, I believe, was from that set, the Gorilla Monsoon. Yeah, the Gorilla I picked up off Mercury, I believe. Yeah, because I'd never seen that in stores. I wound up selling that one. I don't know. I just didn't have an attachment to that figure. But uh, yeah, the exclusives are, are a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think personally... If you asked me my two favorite figures of the year, I mean, I'd have to put like the Billy Graham up there. I mean, I think that just as an all around like the deco on that and the sculpts, the face scans, because they're not scans. Technically, you know, we we got confirmation from Steve on the older guys that, you know, they can't scan them. So whoever did those scopes on that, that Graham, I thought did an incredible job. That's probably yeah, got to be up that's there. That's a great figure. That's a great figure, yeah. man. And the Fiend, you can't discredit that even though there has its areas, as we discussed, like the hair and the, I don't like that the belt isn't molded. It's just like painted on. It just, it looks off, but that that's an incredible figure as well, in my opinion. There's so many good ones. And then the exclusives. I, I guess the Mr. T is good. I wouldn't put it in my top. You know, I don't think it's better than that Slim Jim Macho Man, but it's still an incredible looking figure. There's a ton of great yeah, figures sure. out. The Roddy, like you said, the Becky Lynch. I mean, we can't wait to get into it. I mean, it's going to be difficult narrowing it down to the top 10 this year. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, so Mike, another question I wanted to ask you, is there figures, you know, retro, old, new, is there a figure you're after, but you haven't added to the collection yet? Maybe something that's a little pricey or something you're looking to get maybe in the future you think about? Anything like that? There is one that I definitely want to get, and it's definitely up there in price, and that's the Straight Edge Society CM Punk Elite. Oh, man. That is a great exclusive. Damn. That's one of the best ringside exclusives, I think, of all time. Yeah. I was, I was a big punk fan when he was around, and I have a lot of his elites, and I'm trying to get every one of them and that's just one that's eluded me just because of how much it, it's going for yeah the price of that one never never usually comes down even loose it's uh pretty expensive but yeah man that's that, that's a great pick it's a great figure i've been pricing out punk elites and trying to get my hands on all of them and actually earlier this year i had a package show up on my door and a bunch of people from the figure community 
got together and threw a bunch of money together and they sent me uh both of the punk elites that came with title belt i can't recall which series they are offhand but both of those figures were together in the package and from a bunch of the people in the figure community which was awesome it was a total surprise i was pretty blown away because those are kind of pricey figures i wonder if it's the other ringside exclusive where he comes with the ecw title with the long hair that's another good figure too. that's a great yeah, yeah that's a great yeah. figure i have that one i think it was probably elite 20 the cm punk came with the just the regular spinner title and then the they had a wrestlemania i don't know i forgot which wrestlemania was pay-per-view toys r us exclusive I also came with a spinner title. I love the Straight Edge Society one. My favorite CM Punk, which is on my bucket list right now, is that 16. I absolutely love the white t-shirt it comes with. And then the tattoo deco, it's got that short hair. It's kind of short hair. He's got the beard and stuff. That's on my list of figures that I need to pick up that I never did. Yeah, the Elite 16. Like I said when I was over your house that day, too, I love that packaging, that old Elite Collection packaging. I don't know. It's like a kind of the box is a little off, you know? That was my favorite packaging. Yeah, I agree. It's yeah. great. I love the white packaging. I love it's like kind of angular. It's very big. I can see why they shrunk it down, but that's personally one of my favorite CM Punks. Just for a regular CM Punk. I know they're not like, he's got the best in the world t-shirt. Love that t-shirt. I love t-shirts. I love when Medell does t-shirts in soft goods and... They are a WWE shop t-shirt or a merch stand t-shirt from the past. I love when they do that. Yeah. Real quick, I think it's, what was it? It might have been Elite 6 or 7 CM Punk. That one I've always been after. I think it's Elite 6. I like the head on that one, and I like that it comes with a black like punk shirt he wears. That one's pretty cool. Yep, that's a really good one yeah. too. Yeah, so GBM, for all listeners... We know you have like a very large social media presence. Explain to us, how did the figure hunting begin? What was the genesis of the fig hunter? And how did you create this persona for fig hunting? And what was kind of the inspiration for it? Well, I was meddling around on Twitter one day and I just kind of was looking for like wrestling, wrestling, you know, stuff because I enjoy wrestling and I used to collect. So just wanted to see what kind of interactions I could find on there. And I started talking to Hova. I don't know if you guys know Hova on Twitter and started talking to him, found out he lived like 15, 20 minutes from me. And we started talking wrestling a little bit. And he's like, oh, yeah, you got to check out this podcast, Fully Posable. You, know, you guys know the Fully Posable guys. Yeah. And I started listening to the podcast and, you know, they were talking about figures and you know, I was talking to Brandon about figures and he told me how he collected and I told him about how I used to collect and just listening to the pod, you know, week after week. And I'm like, I should start getting into collecting again. So you know, I'd pop into Toys R Us when it was here, Walmart, Target, and start looking at the figures on the shelf. And I'm like, wow, and I'm like, these look really good. So I picked one up and I'm like, oh, you know, started getting a couple more. And then I ended up getting a newer job where I was making more money. And I'm like, oh shit, I got more money. I can buy more figures. <laughs> so if a new set popped up, you know, I'd grab the whole set of elites and go on Twitter and, you know, post a picture. This is what I found. And you get people messaging you. you go, oh, where'd you find those? You know, did they have any more? I'm like, oh yeah, they had a bunch. And, you know, would you be able to pick one up for me? And I'm like, oh yeah, I could probably do that. You know, help somebody out. And, uh, you know, back in the day we had a flea market here and there was a guy who would go around and buy up all the 
newer figures and you couldn't find them anywhere except at his stand at the flea market. And of course he had everything two, three times the price of retail. And that shit pissed me off. I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that to these people. You know, I'm just going to help you out. So I just told whoever, like whatever the cost of the figure is, plus the shipping and, you know, I'll send it to you. And it just kind of kept going and I get more people messaging me for stuff. And it just kind of blossomed from there. And then, you know, people are like, Oh, good on this guy. He's, he's a good brother. And I just kind of adopted the nickname and just dominoed from there. And now I'm, you know, helping people out all across the country. I've helped people in Canada. I've sent stuff to the UK. And, you know, if you don't mind paying the shipping cost and whatever it is for retail, I'll get it to you. And I'll do what I can to find whatever you need. That's a wonderful thing. That's a great story. GBM, because I feel the same. I think Joe and I both feel the same about these fucking scalpers. And you know what? It was good that you recognized it and that you could actually help community members out. That was awesome. I think that's a look. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, I do it. It's a very admirable thing to pick up and do. And we give you a lot of credit for that. You're a good dude and you are a good brother. And that's why we love you here at the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. Now, before we get into a little bit of a surprise you have for us, did want to mention, though, GBM can't get everybody figured. So I know he's he's going to be very modest and, and, and say, yeah, message me and whatnot. But, you know, go in there with some realistic expectations. I don't think GBM can supply the whole world with everything, even though he wants to. I know he does. But... Right, GBM, you can't you can't be getting these figures for everyone, right? Well, I I do my best. Uh, I mean, and it's nice if the person you know is someone you've interacted with before, someone who's following you on Twitter, you know, interacts, not just some schmo that comes in in the DMs and says, "Oh, hey, hey next time you see this figure, can you grab it for me?" It's like, <laughs> who are you? Who are you? You think you're like I got I got a list here, like like a list of Jericho. You know, I got a certain people I got to take care of and you know you just can't cut to the head of the line but I try and do what I can to help everybody out there you go listeners so think about it are you on the list or aren't you (laughs) did you make it or not but that's realistic right there and thank you so much for everything you are doing for the collecting community that's why we wanted to have you on here and again we feel the same way we want to bring people on this segment that are listening that do follow us that are invested in the collecting community and have really crazy collections. I was very surprised to hear that you have a pretty near complete Hasbro collection. I think that's awesome, dude. Your experience was awesome as well. And you just want to continue to pay it forward, which is really awesome. So you wanted to give our listeners a little bit of an announcement, correct? That I do. Uh, I have two giveaways. One we'll do for Instagram. We'll give away a Billy Graham exclusive. And over on Twitter, we're going to give away a Elite 78 Matt Riddle. Awesome, dude. I don't even have nice, that. I, I don't even have that riddle. I'm going to do a Joe, uh, a static here and be like, can I get in on that giveaway, GBM? <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Joe Static, make, make I'll, a... I'll do giveaways and he wants, to, he wants to get in on the giveaways that I'm giving away. I'm like, let me make a fake account and try to win. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what I was just going to say. Make, make a burner and 
you know, kind of interact with, <laughs> interact with everybody for a week. And oh, Jesus. <laughs> I, I know, I know he's doing listeners. We're giving away shit. And this guy wants to get in on the giveaway that we're doing for the podcast. <laughs> I actually Inside found a couple. I, I found a couple grams on Friday, man. I left a couple behind. I'm like, why the fuck isn't anybody buying this? He was the only one left on the pegs. Uh, both targets I went to. I mean, it's a great figure, but oh, nobody, knows, great figure. nobody knows who the fuck really grams. <laughs> It's a great, it's a great exclusive figure, man. Uh, I, I love the color choices on that one. But anyway, Mike, that's awesome, man. Both of those giveaways are pretty sick. The Graham and the Riddle. I still don't have the Riddle as well. So I'm sure whoever uh, wins those giveaways is going to be pretty damn happy. Yeah, so you heard it right, listeners. Get over to Instagram and Twitter. We'll all figure it out. But you got to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. You got to follow GBM on Instagram and Twitter to be entered into this thing. You got to be listening to the podcast episode and we'll kind of do a giveaway. I'm sure GBM will announce some details as we move forward. What do you think, GBM? What are we going to give people about a week or so? Do you have anything lined up as far as the rules and the regulations and all that stuff? Oh, I would just say, you know, make sure you're following both of us on Twitter and Instagram and make sure you're listening to the podcast. That's a big thing. We want more listeners. Thank you so much. That is great, GBM. Thank you so much for doing those giveaways. I'm so happy that you are on the GBM report every other week. And do you want to say anything to our listeners before we ended here on the Collector's Corner? Oh, just thank you guys for inviting me on. It was a good time. I always love talking figures and collecting. And as always, you know, get your rest, get up early, and the early hunter gets the figs. Nice. And don't forget, listeners, to tune in next week for another edition of the Collector's Corner. Unfortunately, we have to postpone this week's main event. However, check back next week when the main event returns to the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast. And remember, the Squared Circle Action Figure Podcast is the gold standard in wrestling figure collecting.